0: Welcome to another episode of Evolving Souls. I am so excited to welcome another guest on the show, Miss Jody Clare. And if you recognize her name, I mentioned her in my last episode as the the reason why I titled that episode what it was titled, um, Abusing Myself in the Name of healing. So I'm so happy to have her on the show to go deeper and deeper and deeper into so many topics. Um, Jodi has been a very big influence in my healing journey in my journey of wholeness and reclaiming truth in my life and anchoring truth in my life. Her and her partner Bo run different programs and classes and things and they've been offering newer ones as the days go by since I met them. So I'm so excited to introduce my world to their world, introduce people um, to their work and her shares because this woman anchors such a grounded truth in her human experience. She's so real, so embodied in her humanness. And I just love that about her. I love that she shares from her own experience. She brings such clarity and such powerful truth to such everyday conversations and really just activates me by this clarity and simplicity that she can bring to such big, big topics. Um, Our human experience has so many layers and nuance to it. We have so many different layers to our body, which makes us multidimensional. So we have our mental body, our emotional body, our energetic body, our physical body, our spiritual body. There is so many layers to our our experience and so many layers to our healing. So Jody and I cover so many topics because these are just all these different topics that I've been really going through in my own process as she has as well and so i wanted to just kind of keep going into so many topics and of course we can spend so much time on just one topic but this is almost like planting seeds or activating these certain conversations in all these different ways so Of course, there's so much more conversation to be had about each individual topic, but I really love how we were able to just kind of jump through and highlight such important key notes in this human journey, in this journey of initiation, this journey of spirituality, this journey of healing the physical body, healing the mental body. We discuss so many things. We discuss trauma, we discuss healing loops, initiation, we, we discuss the reality of this multidimensional self. We, we actually bring it down to somewhat of a practical level. And we, we actually take some of the mystery out. Jodi has such a beautiful way of just clarifying and taking the, the almost like discussing nuance, but taking this mystery mystery out of it. Um, So I really enjoy this conversation. We talk about God. We talk about how God does not condone trauma. We talk about codependency, addiction, sovereignty, the nervous system, ancestral trauma. We talk about healing on such deep levels. We talk about all the ways that we heal, all the different layers to healing and how it's such a spiral and how there's always doorways and invitations to our wholeness in every moment. So no matter where we are, God or whatever name relationship you have to God, whatever name you have for that, there's that is always there this relationship to god is always there to offer us an invitation to our wholeness so we may be going through <laughs> we may be going through initiations or we may be putting ourselves through traumatic experiences in the name of healing or in the name of initiation but we get really clear on what initiation really is in both of our experiences and we talk about the soul and we talk about prayer and co-regulating with God and how prayer actually co-regulates your system. And we talk about the focused attention of prayer and the focused attention of our consciousness in any of these areas of our lives, any of these multidimensional layers and how our focused attention really remedies any fracturing of our being. So any layer of our being can find wholeness with our focused attention and spending that time with ourselves so I could go on and on about all the things we shared but I'll just let you jump right into the conversation and please let me know what you think and if you have any conversations to start with me, I'd love to hear from you. And I would love to connect you with Jodi and Bo her partner. So I will add some information in the show notes and she will share a little bit at the end of how to get in touch with her. So with that said, I hope you enjoy this conversation. And please let me know if it activates in anything in you I'd love to hear. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to all the future conversations that are to be had. Jody Claire, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast.
1: I am so excited to be here. I was so excited when you asked me. So yeah, I can't wait.
0: I'm so happy that our paths have crossed. And I think I started, I met you like a year ago or so, but since meeting you, it's just, it literally has activated me beyond belief. And when I say activated, it's like, not like a, uh, like not just like oh she activated me or inspired me it was like just like what you've brought through into my life through your own humility your own journey your own experience and like your own teachings from your life has just really radicalized my experience like there's some things you've been able to really like turn the light bulb on for me so i'm just i'm really grateful to have you wow
1: whoa i did not expect that this morning oh my god well um that is such an honor and such a wonderful compliment um i can say that my life has been um one gigantic roller coaster ride um as it is for most people i'm sure So to sit with you and for you to share that there was something that I could share from my experience that was (laughs) beneficial and um, activating or inspiring to you is just very um, humbling Mm -hmm. to say the least. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you for letting me be in your life. Thank you for letting me um, share those things, you know, so that's, it's been so cool to get to connect. I mean, had it not been for social media, which is, you know, ironic I think at this point um, for me anyway in terms of like the kind of work that I used to do I only used to work with people in person so Mm -hmm. I never I really didn't have any kind of social media presence in that way and things shifted you know through 2020 and everything and it got to where we're really having to focus on um, connecting with people online and so um, you know it's wonderful that God moves things around in our life that way sometimes when it looks crazy and chaotic and it's like what are we gonna do we have to start all over you know and um had I not you know let myself go that direction I never would have met you so Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for the connection Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I was reflecting on like how exactly I found you because it just seems like like crazy alignment or synchronicity or something but i think i found you because there was this like sophianic um challenge of like the voice of sophia i think oh, with yeah. megan and i i saw her repost you and it was a, a one of your stories where you and bo were singing together
1: oh, yeah. and just
0: like, was like so drawn to the frequency that both of you were sharing <laughs> and, and <laughs> i think that's the whole reason why i'm following you now and connecting oh my god else, so Wow.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh my goodness. And that was like a, that was a year ago. That was about a year ago. So man, thank goodness for the internet. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, I suppose.
0: (laughs) It was like this beautiful middleman to allow your frequency to like come through. Cause Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it was something about that. Like the voice that was really, it just connected me to you instantly. (laughs)
1: Oh, wow. Well, you know, what's so interesting about that was when that challenge came up online um, and I participated in it, it was like so scary for me because I I grew up in a very musical family and had been singing since I was really young, but I had pretty much shut that part of my life down about a decade ago. And it was just through some things that I experienced and you know trauma like we all do um, that had really cut that part of my expression off. And so doing it and then posting it out there was just like, oh my gosh, I'm really getting out of my comfort zone here to do this. So mm-hmm. incredible that we were able to connect over something like that where I was like literally going, okay, Jody, you can do this, you know, mm-hmm. talking myself up and talking myself into it. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, it's funny. It's like, we all have our own little like mini TV shows now, like with our phones. It's like, it's like oh. the Haley show. And like, and
1: <laughs> I think hey, daughter- the Haley show is really riveting by the way. I've been reading your posts and watching your stuff. And I'm like, this is so, I can watch the Haley show all the time. So I'm enjoying it very much.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just like play with it and let it be fun. Um I had this like someone mentioned to me once they're like you've always been a wallflower but you're meant to be a rose and I'm like yeah I think I've always been like on the wallflower side of like observing
1: really stepping
0: into this place of like let's just show ourselves and emanate our our light and our soul.
1: <laughs> well, I would never know that because it seems to me like what you're sharing and how you're putting yourself out feels so organic. It feels mm-hmm. very just natural and at ease. So mm-hmm. Thank that's God. awesome too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, okay, let's just start. I wanted to ask you like, and I don't know if this is going to be a thing with all my guests, but I'm just so drawn to hear of people's like in individual experiences with their soul? Like how would you describe your soul just because of the name of this podcast and everything I want to talk about? I'm so curious.
1: It's such a good question. Um, I will say that probably about, let me think, 2019 I think um, was the first time that I ever really intentionally acknowledged my soul. Um, And so you know, I grew up in a very religious background and, and home, um, and I've shared this in other places too, so it wasn't like that word or the conversation was um, foreign to me at all, but I think a deeper understanding of the soul was very far from my, my ability to, like, comprehend or articulate it, and um, I really didn't give much thought to it for a while in my life. I was just kind of bumping along doing doing my life, you know, however, trying to survive, um but in 2019 i was going through some health things and i decided to take funny enough i decided to take a quantum healing practitioner course um which was hysterical um and that's a whole nother story and uh but in that process there was something that they encouraged us to do and it was to connect with our soul and no one had ever directed me or guided me to that. And up to that point, I had done a ton of personal development work. I had worked for a personal development company. I had really gone all in on that. And the soul was never something that was talked about. It was always the mind, you know, you're, you know, reprogramming and stuff like that. So um, this was the first time anybody ever brought specific awareness to that. And I remember them encouraging us to communicate with our soul um, and, I remember the very first time that I did that and I was sitting quiet and I got my journal out. I've been journaling for years, got my journal out and I decided to just ask my soul a question. And I don't even remember exactly what I asked in that moment, but I remember just sitting quietly and listening and waiting and um, receiving what I, you know, considered to be an answer. And I remember writing down everything that began to come through. And for a while I would just sit every day and take time to connect with my soul and I would have these conversations, these soul conversations. And, um, I found so much comfort in that. And at the time in my life, my, my health was so, um, all over the place and my body was struggling and it felt like a deep comfort to be able to have that conversation. And so, I can't say that i'm still doing that actively now because there's been so much that's shifted and like my awareness around it has shifted but in the moment i feel like it was the closest thing that i could get to i think what other people would probably call their higher selves Mm -hmm. um it was that kind of conversation and i have journals full of soul conversations is what i call them they were my soul conversations and um (laughs) and i learned to develop a relationship with myself mm-hmm. through those conversations in a way that I had never engaged with myself before. And um, when I go back and I look at those things, cause I have recently gone back and look at, looked at some of those things, um, I realized the kind of um, almost like therapy that I was taking myself through in those moments of having those conversations because the responses were always so clear and they were always so reassuring mm-hmm. and it wasn't like fluffy or weird or anything. It was just very direct, but also very grounded. And um, I can honestly say that was my first experience with what I'll call my soul. You know, mm-hmm. at this point I have um, a little bit larger vocabulary around it, a little bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, that was a moment that really changed my life, you know, in, in terms of, acknowledging my soul
0: i guess mm-hmm. so how would that tie in with so your larger vocabulary vocabulary you mentioned mm-hmm. is that like interweaving it with this connection with god and this kind of multi-dimensional multi-dimensional quantum stuff that you
1: kind of yeah yeah well i think you know going deeper into the understanding of soul and what mm-hmm. soul is mm-hmm. um kind of led me down a path, which is so hilarious because I hated school so much, but now I've become completely intrigued with quantum physics and getting into the science of things and looking for the substance that's underlying a lot of what we utilize in our spiritual practice. Um, And that happened because of quantum work, because Mm -hmm. of quantum healing work. Um, But what I understand about the soul was uh, that the soul is really this plasmic intelligence, right? So it is plasmic intelligence. And the soul is, I think that people think automatically, well, I'm a human. And so I have a soul. And so it's a done deal. Like it's an app. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I have a soul and I have these things. Um, and I think even in spiritual communities and in the conversations, the soul gets treated in a way that's like a foregone conclusion, basically. Mm-hmm. But in reality, according to physics, basically, the soul, there is access to it. But in order for it to be able to um, basically fulfill its purpose as a soul, it has to be cultivated. And so the soul isn't a foregone conclusion. Um, It actually is something that we have to intentionally call into a space. It's like, it's like what we do whenever we're calling all of our energy back, when we're calling all of our organic energy back, what we're saying is we want all of these pieces, our soul's essence, right? Coming back into this space, this container right here, right now, and we're collecting all of these things, this is what we call insoulment. And then there are other practices too, right? Um, um, in shamanic work, they may do like soul retrievals. Mm-hmm. And so these are like fragmented pieces of consciousness that get trapped in parts of our life or timelines, things like that, that you know, we talk about in some of the healing spaces. And really what it is is just fractured pieces of us, fractured pieces of our consciousness that were pushed out through trauma, or some kind of um, even um, ancestral trauma, right? That these are just pieces that are detached and they're lingering in these spaces, um, in timelines, in interactions and circumstances or whatever. And so they will go through a process of retrieving those pieces of the soul. And that's significant to us because if that's true and if there are pieces of us just kind of out there trapped in different circumstances and scenarios from the time we were born and maybe even before then, then we have to acknowledge it to the point that we don't just think the soul is a foregone conclusion and that it's already whole, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's important for us to be doing the work of collecting those things and bringing them back to us because the journey is wholeness ultimately, and we can't be whole if our soul is not fully intact. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. This makes me just think about the whole diet journey, (laughs) like the physical installment. Yes. Like, so you're just, you're just speaking on the like soul retrievals and stuff. And so many things have clicked for me and I'm, I'm sure you've Witness maybe online I'm just like ah you guys (laughs) like the diet thing (laughs) but like um what comes to mind was all these soul retrievals that I was doing like maybe two or three years ago and like I was doing so much work and I felt like I wasn't able to like it wasn't landing anywhere so like the energy was happening but it wasn't like physically coming back and I just watched this really amazing video the other day and she said there's a difference with our skin and our tissues like those who don't eat animal products, she, she just says from her experience, like the physical tissues don't actually hold the change anymore. Like it's harder for, wow. or sorry, for vegans or, you know, non-animal eaters, their cells and tissues don't hold change. And I think this is someone who works with like pelvic floors and things like that, but she was just, discussing like the yeah the actual tissues not able to hold change and I'm like whoa that makes sense because like all this stuff and all these retrievals but I was it didn't feel like it was anchoring anywhere in my body Uh and I'm loving that you're describing the whole plasmic nature too and like it just makes me think of the cells of our body too needing to be able to hold the soul and be nourished to hold the soul.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your experience is with your dieting journey, but I'm curious, curious if you have anything to
1: share. (laughs) Yeah. So it's so interesting. And I I've said this before, but, um, you know, as I began to really ask God, you know, and, and really make the truth, my pursuit and just be like, I'm here for the truth, no matter what that means. I mean, so much has broken off in my life. Right. That's just like, little pieces and bits of truth wrapped up in a lot of deception and so a lot of that has had to break down and break away and that's all fine but last year it's actually been about a year um, i connected with um shannon morton um on instagram and then she was actually doing our course at the time and we were actually connecting with her to provide and facilitate a session for her. And in that session, she was like sharing things with me about me. And she's like, I'm not trying to pry, but this is what's going on in your body. And dah, 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 dah. and it blew my mind because she knew things. that I was like, I've never said anything about that. you know. So that led me on a journey and a healing path with her assistance um, into what has largely been known in a lot of these healing spaces as the pro-metabolic um, journey with you know, eating and mineral, mineralizing our bodies, remineralizing our bodies. And oh my gosh, what a journey it has been this last year. And there have been some really high highs and some very low lows, but, um, it's really just been about me. First of all, nourishing myself because I was living in a state of, um, basically starvation. Um, I, up to that point, I was eating once a day and I had been eating once a day for about, six years. So my body was stressed out and then, you know, a lot of change and stuff. So, uh, through that process, I just had to like, had to actually reacquaint myself with food in a way that I could, um, even let myself enjoy it. Cause I had actually lived in fear of food. I, oh, just all the things. And, um, I began my journey there and I started, um, taking some supplements, um, whole food supplements, nothing crazy, but, um, just with her assistance, I had to start slow and started eating more regularly and started to add breakfast in to the morning, you know, just things like that, that people, most people are like, you didn't eat breakfast. I'm like, no, I hadn't eaten breakfast in years. So it was all new. And I had to, um, I had to let myself work through a lot of emotion around it. There was so much and still is, there's still some emotion all wrapped in that, but yeah, I had to walk through all of that. And then I began to educate myself. So I used to Shannon in the healing space so she could like assist me with things that I really didn't know. But then as she began to share information and kind of teach me some things, I it like broadened my education in the space. And um, I even got to where I um, just tracked my food for the purpose of finding out how I was actually taking in the minerals that I needed and I got really clear on how these minerals work together and what they need you know in terms of their relationship with each other and if you know you have a lot of this but not a lot of this then it's going to like not work in your body you know and so it's like it just became um almost a game I don't know it was a weird way but it was like I started tracking my food just to find out like how much magnesium am I getting every day, how much potassium am I getting every day, you know what's my calcium intake like you know sodium those things you know I started to get really focused in on it and. I was still struggling with some things, and so I thought well i'm definitely doing the things to help my body feel safe again right To help my body feel like it's nourished and everything, and then I. As i continue to talk to shannon she's like okay and you're gonna have to deal with all of this nervous system issue like you've got stress you've got chronic stress jody you have been stressed for over 30 years of your life and i'm like i know <laughs> so um it's just so interesting though because this that whole thing was tied to my deep pursuit of god first of all, and, and mm-hmm. having that deeper relationship, but also saying like, God, I just want the truth. You know, I just want to know you in the deepest, purest way. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, great. You want to do that? We're going to go as deep as we can into the body so that you can actually hold this information. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. a little bit of that. It, it, we could go on and on about it. I don't know how much time you want to take, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I well, no, quite it's an experience. Like
0: exactly where I want to talk about. Like, yeah, God is in the cells of your being. Like, that is the deep, the depth that you can take it, especially with nourishing your physical body. And I really wanted to discuss the nervous, like this in correlation with the nervous system, because, and also shout out to Shannon, like, cause she's also changed my life in that regard. And I think I have a session with her in a, like a few days or something so oh, yay. stoked on that. Um, but yeah, it's funny because when she was first telling me about this stuff and suggesting things, like because I was just asking, like, I just want the truth, I just want my highest organic embodiment, like to the cells of my being, basically. So I just did like all the things she said, and it's only now that the actual the actual logic is clicking. Like I've right. so now I have the experiential, like perception of it but now it's like my mind is finally like clicking all the pieces like oh yeah that makes sense that's why you feel good and and like this needs this to to decalcify like the decalcification thing really blew me away too um but yeah I wanted to talk about the nervous system thing because I've been Feeling that too, like I've gone through, um, and I think the last time I talked to you was you were like, Yeah, there's gonna be kind of like a mental breakdown for you, <laughs> like, there's like <laughs> a lot of stuff breaking down in your life. I'm like, Okay, mental breakdown, sweet, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, it's true because I think once the body is like settling more, it's like then all these emotions can come through, like, just so much healing has happened just from healing, like, starting to settle the nervous system. And one thing I also want to to just mention here is you, you tied the nervous system in with them, with the masculine and that really like turned like lit something on in me too. Like, yes. I really kind of agree with that. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, back in, let me think September, I think it was Um, Bo and I were um, on a little uh, mini vacation. We had gone to Florida. We um, were with our dear friend Danica and we were visiting and just chatting like we always do. Um, And a lot was coming up, especially around stuff that we had done in quantum work and quantum sessions. And that was one thing about our relationship with Danica is like we would often um, compare notes, so to speak, in terms of like things that we would see or experience and go, what the heck is this? Like, what is this? Where's it coming from? And so we began to talk about some of the scenarios and something that just kind of like fell out of our mouth as we were talking was like, what if the mind is actually just an overlay? And we were like, oh my God, this is bizarre, (laughs) you know, like, okay, what does this mean? And so we kind of unpacked it and we dug into it a little bit deeper and sat with it for a couple of months actually, and continued the conversation Um, she was going through some personal stuff too, like just transitioning in her own spiritual journey. And we walked through a lot of things in that conversation, but it led us to do a webinar in December where we began to like unpack this, um, knowing that this mind was like, that the mind was like a projection, that it was some kind of projection coming from an internal system. we were like, there's something here and God is really calling us deeper into the heart, into the heart of who we are. And like, you know, not staying in these etheric spaces that pull us out of our body and keep us in these mind matrices. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. really coming back. And at the time, and we've talked about embodiment and all of that, but at the time we weren't really saying like, necessarily like this, is we gotta get in our body, but it just kept going that way. It's like, we're gonna have to come back to this relationship of harmony with our bodies, you know? And that is such a tricky conversation to have in a space where people use the word embodiment but then they practice all these narratives that keep you disembodied, you know, and it's like cosmic this and galactic this and all of that stuff. And it just is pulling you out of your body and keeping you detached from your own humanity. And so your body suffers, you know, and so it was like, we started cracking this open and seeing all of this. And so um, that organically. And that, that that's what I love about how God works in our life is that God always carries us through a very organic process. If, if stuff comes into your life and it's jarring you or it's making you swing the pendulum one direction or another, you can be certain that that is probably coming from some kind of trauma, some kind of traumatic in like interaction, basically, because God works in such a fluid way and it's always organic and it's a constant unfolding so that we can handle what's next, you know, Um, which is something that also comes up in the nervous system in terms of when it comes to our healing and we're healing the nervous system, what I have come to discover through my own, like, you know, practice of healing myself and then talking to people who are therapists in this area, like the nervous system can only handle so much at a time. And so this is why we heal in layers, right? People have often been like, you know, we're just healing layers. And for a while we would even have conversations, Bo and I, about it and be like, God, it's so ridiculous to heal in layers. Let's just get to the root of it. Let's just get to the, the point, you know? And the reason we have to heal in layers is because of the layers of trauma that we are working through and the body can only take so much so if it's not being nourished if it's not being provided for if it's not feeling safe there is no way you're going to dig something up that's literally ancestral and pull it forward and expect the body to process it the body is like uh i don't know what you're talking about this is not going to happen right now and so we heal in layers for that reason and that was so good for me to even understand it because then i could come into acceptance of the layering process and stop resisting it and going i just want to get to the root i just want to get through it and god's like we're going there Mm -hmm. we are going there but you can only take so much at a time so let's bite it off in pieces we can chew and we'll get there you know Mm -hmm. so we come to the nervous system Mm -hmm. and shannon had been telling me for a while she's like jody She's like, you're dealing with trauma. You've got you've got stress. You've got chronic stress, chronic stress. And I remember one time messaging her and saying, like, I'm so frustrated with my body. I feel like I'm doing everything for my body. I feel like I am being careful of my sleep, careful of what I eat, you know listening to it, checking in. And I said, I swear to God, sometimes I'm sitting and it's screaming like a two-year-old who's lost its mind. And I'm going, I don't understand you. You are screaming right now. I do not understand you. And I said, I just have very little patience for it. And she laughed, and she's like, you're going to have to talk to your body. Like it's a trauma victim. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? I don't even know what that means, you know? And, um, poor me. It's so hilarious. My poor <laughs> body has just been doing its best. Um, but I had to like walk through that. And so then coming into the nervous system, um, understanding, understanding all of these pieces of the nervous system, which I am not an expert on at all. I'm literally just walking through a process right now of learning about it for my own healing. Um, Already in the things that I've done already, it has already dramatically changed my body's response, um, which is like, Oh my god i mean i it, it happened like in a month's time mm-hmm. just some things that i was doing um but the nervous system as we began to really journey with this Bo and i both um one day we were talking and i remember it, one thing that people will always say in spiritual communities about the holy father element that that masculine that divine masculine essence is they're always talking about how it's the protector It's grounded. It it provides, it creates safety, which I agree with. I agree with. I believe that that masculine essence is the order of things. It is the divine sacred law that governs everything here. Mm -hmm. And without it, if that structure is broken, Then the other creative aspects of us, that piece of us that brings forward beautiful creation in our life and and is activated and inspired to do and to act and to be in the world in a way that's authentic to us is shut down Mm -hmm. because we don't feel safe. And so we started talking about this and looking at it and going... I really feel like that when the nervous system is regulated, that regulated space is what we're calling divine masculine Mm -hmm. because it feels rooted. Mm -hmm. It feels grounded. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting about it is that it's not exclusively masculine, but it does provide a structure that allows us to tap into those deeper areas of us that feel Mm -hmm. right. So in that space where we're coming back into a, a, a regulated space within our body and um, our nervous system is uh, basically calmed (laughs) at that point, what happens is for me anyway, the way that I can describe it in my own body is those are the moments where I would say, I feel what I call God, you know, and I feel inspired. I feel calm. I feel love. I feel deep feelings. And I'm not talking about sensations in the body. I'm talking about emotion. Like I can really feel that. And so the beauty of it is is that the moment that it gets regulated and it, the nervous system itself is no longer in either fight or flight or freeze mode. And you're actually coming back into a centered place within you. You're actually able to experience both of the attributes of what we call God which is both the safety and the structure and the creativity and the flow and the ease. Mm -hmm. It's all of it together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can't have one without the other, Mm -hmm. you just can't. And the structure is a prerequisite to the other part of what we say God is. And that, that um, flowy aspect, a lot of times we associate it with femininity, but it's, um, the other aspect or the other attributes of God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we started talking about it and every time it would come up, I was just like, I'm more and more convinced of this. I am more and more convinced of this. And I think it's brilliant Um, because God so often gets put outside of us. And, you know, then you have like the new age extreme thing where it's like, I am God, I am God, I am God. And it became egoic. In a way, you know, because there is some truth in there, right? Because I am from that essence. I am a um, a conduit for that creative, divine, powerful essence to move through my being. And I am a piece of that source. I am a piece of it. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like all of these extremes and never coming into that even place of like, I am a beautiful expression of that source mm-hmm. creatively when I am in a space that is not in survival mode, mm-hmm. that is not trying to survive. That's when I can express my most authentic truth of my connection to God. Mm-hmm. And that that's when I can express my um, relationship to God as a child of God. Mm-hmm. And um the more that we've talked about it, I'm just like, this is so powerful because this really does solidify that God is not out there. God is not a being. God is not the things that religion has told us God is. Um, That we actually have a connection. We actually have a very practical and tangible way to get into the space where we feel what we call that God presence and everything is possible there. You know, that's where healing is available to us. That's where we get our system regulated. Science has already proven that's where healing can happen, right? You get your system regulated, that's where abundance lives. That's literally where the flow of all the good stuff is try it and see, just start living in a more, uh, you know, intentional space and start doing things that make you feel more at ease and more calm and see if more creativity and more flow doesn't start happening in your life, Mm -hmm. you know? So this structured regulated space in my humble opinion right now is the place where it's all at. Mm -hmm. And that everything that we really desire in our life really comes from that even place, right in the center, right in the place where I think I feel that God, dwells
0: Mm -hmm. yeah balanced like whole it (laughs) when i i I have started taking your prayer and prayer in parts series which i highly Mm -hmm. recommend for everyone and what came to me when i was uh hearing you share about the prayer and and maybe we can go into that deeper as well Mm -hmm. but what came to me was prayer is co-regulation with god because like prayer is is a it can co-regulate you it can regulate your nervous system and then from there you, you reach that state that you're speaking to and um, i'm also what's coming up for me is like the imbalance in things i'm always looking towards like what is kind of imbalanced in my being and what's imbalanced outside and it makes me think of like this cycle i had and i had myself in when my body wasn't fully nourished And I was, so I was like under my body was undernourished. And then I was always seeking regulation because I was undernourished. And so I was just like reflecting on these two things um, are just kind of feeding each other over and over. And there's fads right now. And I've been in them, not fads, but just paths, like paths you can take where the focus is on like cleansing, 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 purifying, which is great. But if you don't re-nourish your body after that, you're depleting your body and very highly undernourished. And that's what causes the dysregulation in the system. And so typically when I was in that journey, I was really needing these practices to regulate, to feel like a normal person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a place for both of these things, like the practices, like as I might've shared with you, I did a whole breathwork training last year and I really value that practice, but there's something off for me, like the whole time. And it was off inside of me. It was this realization that i was undernourished and so it was almost like the practice itself was just just getting me regulated it wasn't doing what it with the potential of it like the breathwork thing can actually take you into the trauma and you can go deep and embody yourself more and more but if you're undernourished then you're just constantly just regulating and it just it's this ending never ending loop and i was definitely there and so i've just been really thinking about that the past few days um and yeah so that was huge. Just all these conversations all happening at the same time. And then the prayer in parts really got to me too, because like the reason I'm seeing all this stuff is because I'm, I'm learning from people and i breaking all these things down. And that's what I found helpful about the prayer Because like, I feel like I feel similar to you where it was like always journaling, writing to my soul. I was saying affirmations, like maybe the last nine or 10 years, I've always had like affirmation statements and things in my mind. So I feel like I've always naturally been praying, but to have someone actually just lay it down, like these are the mechanics. And you actually even went into some like history of like where the name comes from. So I wonder if you want to share a bit about that too, just to...
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would be happy to. Um, one of the things that, and I said this to you, Haley, I think before we were recording is that, um, so I grew up in, um, a home where, you know, we were at church. I mean, my, my dad has been a pastor my whole life. And so, um, church was our life and, and therefore God was our life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so none of these things are foreign to me, but I was heavily indoctrinated with um, scripture and the Bible from a very young age. So even now, whenever things come up or conversations get had even around the nervous system, it's so crazy. Scriptures come to my mind and I'm like, Oh my God, that's what that means. You know? And I'm just like having revelation, but um, when it comes to prayer, um, What I realized is, and every Friday on my Instagram page, I um, will put out um, an open space for people to share any requests that they have, you know, because Prayer was the language that was most comfortable to me. Even whenever I was doing um, quantum healing work, the very first time I exchanged a session with someone in a quantum healing space, um, it was very interesting. She was like, well, let me do a reading for you. And she she pulled some tarot cards and did a reading for me. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know anything about that. Um, I don't do tarot, but I do pray. So how about I just pray for you? And I did. And when we were done, it was very emotional for her. And she told me, she said, no one's ever prayed for me ever in my life. And um, for me, prayer has always been this opening of the space where I I don't, I don't know if it's something that I'm just tapped into within me or what it is. But even when I was really little, it was like, I understood things that were going on in places that my eyes couldn't see. And so it was prayer that was actually helping me tap in and access that, but I didn't, I I had no language for that. I was just like, okay, this is what's going on. And I would speak to certain things in my prayer place in that communication that honestly, I didn't have any background for, but it would just come up. And so I would like address it. So in bringing forward the prayer in parts, my hope was to give people some structure to why prayer is so powerful why it works because i think it is so highly underused or um used without understanding and so it its results are often like hit or miss you know what i mean and prayer is actually so scientific and it is actually very um what's the right word that I want to use? Um, it's just so practical. It really is so practical, mm-hmm. but we have to understand how it works and why it works in order for us to be able to effectively create mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're looking to create, whether we're praying for our own health or for someone else's health or praying for guidance, we're praying for better understanding. We can have access to all those things if we understand what we're doing when we pray. And so that was the purpose of putting prayer and parts out. Oh, and I, talked about it and what we wanted to bring and then seeing that people would bring prayer requests on fridays when i would make that available and i will go through a process and i actually call people's names and i like speak their requests and i go through a process but i don't know i just have this knowing about prayer and because of that knowing and that groundedness in the prayer i just trust that whatever i speak in that prayer in that praying space is done Like it's already done. And so then I would go back and like check in with people after they'd send the request and be like, how are things going? And every single time it was like this changed, this shifted, I feel so much better, this is going on. That's not a surprise to me. And I think that people get into a space with prayer and again, it's hit or miss. And so I was like, I want to dig into this a little bit deeper. I think there's more for us to understand, which is what made me um, do some research around the etymology of the word and where it came from. And then looking at where it came from, I was even shocked. I was like, wait a minute, this is bizarre. How, how did these two things come together? But it made sense energetically as to why people get you know shoddy results sometimes whenever they're praying because they don't understand it. And there's all this history and energy that's attached to it that's like, if you don't know, you know, it's almost like it's spelled and you can't even break the spell because you don't know there's a spell on it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Does that help? Does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. I just said a bunch of things.
0: Yeah. No, it makes me think of all these times where, um, I was in these practices and it, it, like, I could feel there was like a a purpose for them and all that stuff, but I had this like subtle resentment. Like, I just want to know like the exact reason or like, just, I I think my, I don't know, there's just something about having that clarity. that it, and it's like you said, like the conscious conversation or consciously it, it consciously clicking for it to actually work, I think, because it's like you're all systems of you are actually like in coherence around it or something. Like my unconscious and conscious are actually like agreeing with it, comes back to that wholeness. Yep. So
1: yep. Yeah. well in physics they say that um, focused attention is the remedy for all fracturing. Um, so I mean, they talk about in terms of like nuclear energy. So like nuclear fission is what our planet has experienced over and over again with things like the, um, atomic bomb and, and the nuclear energy that we have on our planet is fission energy, which means it literally explodes the -hmm. plasma. It explodes the information. It explodes the energy and it separates it out. And science says that focused attention, literal human focused attention can be the remedy to any kind of explosive um, energetic separation within us. Mm -hmm. So that when we bring focused attention, we remedy that it's like the immediate undoing of anything that's been pushed out in us Mm -hmm. just by bringing focused attention to it. So Mm -hmm. it's like, that's the value in sharing this information. It's like, Hey, let's bring some focused attention, some consciousness, some intentional awareness to what we're doing here. And in doing that, you're going to be pulling all of these pieces and parts that have been pushed out back together. And just like anything, when it comes back together and it begins to reassemble itself, it becomes reorganized. It literally brings order back to chaos. From chaos to order is what happens energetically. And so in that order, now we've created a channel. We've created a a line of information that can literally flow. It has a place to go. Whenever there's not a channel, when there's not a specific like pathway, then what we're doing is you know, maybe we're praying, maybe we're doing it and we don't understand, but there's all this energy that's pushed out in our lives and it's branched out all over the place from our, you know, physical body to whatever it is that we're praying for. It's probably just like in fragments and in parts everywhere. And we're like reaching and grabbing and going, I want this and I need this. And I, you know, we're trying to pull it all in. Whereas with, understanding, we just get ourselves centered. Mm -hmm. We just call God into the space and we just call all of that stuff back into its rightful place. And we begin to speak to it with authority, which just means with this understanding that we're the creators, Mm -hmm. that's what authority is. It's creatorship. Mm -hmm. And so we begin to do that and it pulls it all back in together. And now we have something to work with. Mm -hmm. Now we can steer this, You know, when it's all everywhere, it's hard to get our hands around it and to figure out how to make it work. But when we pull it back together through conscious awareness, now we can steer it and tell it where we need it to go. Mm -hmm. And that's why things start to move in our life. And that's why results start to happen. And it's like, it's not an anomaly. It's not even a miracle. Mm -hmm. It's scientific, you know? And so that's what makes the miraculous practical Mm -hmm. is with us putting understanding behind why something is the way that it is. It's so valuable. And I want to say this too, because you've been sharing about the body and nourishing ourselves and not having capacity within us to even process like you doing breath work, but your body's undernourished. So you don't have the capacity to actually process those deeper traumas. Your body's like, girl, we can't do this. I don't know what you're talking about. You want to do that breath work. You go on ahead, sis. We'll do this later. You know what I mean? And so it's like, we are, we are beings that are multidimensional. In other words, we have a human body. We have these systems within our body. We have cellular expression. We have genetic expression. We have tiny little atoms everywhere and within us. And then we have all of these emotions and we have these thoughts. That is what makes us multidimensional, right? Mm-hmm. Not being from planet, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Or believing that we are or whatever that is. It's (laughs) like right here, right now we're Mm multidimensional. And if we don't take the time to learn about the dimensions of us and to give honor to those places within us and then heal them, we can't achieve wholeness, which is really our soul coming back into that organized state Mm -hmm. and being able to dwell within us and even look expanding that right and even growing that on purpose Mm -hmm. instead of it being all over the place and going my soul is just so big and my body can't hold it no it's not even in your body it's outside of your body you know Mm -hmm. we're talking about bringing that consciousness back into the body bringing Mm -hmm. awareness back into the body so it is the nutrition it is the nervous system it is whatever other therapies you want to go and apply. It is the remineralizing of the body. It is the rest. It is the sleep. It is the sunlight. It is all of these things working together to create the wholeness because we are multidimensional. We need all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so people will say, Well, I believe that it's really just nutrition. And I'm like, Great, that's great. And somebody will say, Well, I really believe it's just the nervous system. You get that worked out, that's it, you're done. And then in spirituality, it's like, it's just, you know, understanding our soul, or it's just doing this, or it's just relationship with God. And I'm like, well, all of those things are a doorway into our wholeness. Mm-hmm. None of them can be by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I know that because my focus is always in helping people build relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And in building relationship with God, guess what? You're going to have to build a relationship with your body Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to build a relationship with your nervous system and your emotions and your heart. Why? Because God is all of that. Mm -hmm. God is whole. And in order for us to be in relationship with God, we must also be whole. Mm -hmm. And so we can use any doorway we want, but they're always going to lead us into something deeper Mm -hmm. and into something deeper, you know? And so, yeah, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful journey. And um I am grateful for what I've walked through to get here. I, I, I would undo a lot of it if I could. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person that's like, I'm so grateful for my trauma. You know, it taught me. I'm like, no, it was trauma. Okay. I'm not here to sugarcoat that, but I am grateful for where I am today, for mm-hmm. where I am right now, right here in my life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It brings me to what you said about the difference between in being inspiring and then actually like fully being initiated I'm like yeah and walking walking the path like I think you I forget I i I'm connecting with you in all, all these different levels <laughs> I forget where you said it but you were like I wanted to be inspirational but then God knew that I was here to initiate I'm here to activate and be like activating oh, yeah. and be activated so yeah. I really oh, yeah. love that discussion on just like initiation. Cause they say like healing is a spiral, which is so true. Cause you can enter at any of those points, like the physical healing, the spiritual healing, you could enter at any of those doorways, but it's all ideally going to point you in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and it's all going to involve initiation. And yeah. I actually want, maybe if you want to shed clarity on like, cause I, I feel like I was misunderstood on what initiation was because of this mm-hmm. Dogma and like programming around like being so spiritual and like all these things that were entering my reality. Like I almost like was like forcefully putting my through myself through challenge in hopes for the initiation, but I'm now understanding it at a completely different level. And just curious on how you would like what your experience has been with that.
1: Yeah, this is such a good question. I actually just had this conversation um might have been yesterday, but I mean I have it often. Um <clears throat> And um, it came up because someone had um, connected with me and Bo and was talking about, you know, their initiation process and how it had been so um, traumatic. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think that's initiation, you know, Um, because I just, and I said, I, I think there's a huge misunderstanding about what initiation is. Again, this is one of those other words where people like to throw them around in spiritual communities and keep it mysterious. And that's what makes it sound like, oh my God, I want to go through initiation. Like, well, hold on. Let's just talk about it for a second, because it's not all that crazy and it's not supposed to wreak havoc in your life at all. Initiation is literally supposed to bring you into clarity, mm-hmm. period. Period. For me and my experience, here's what I will say is my definition of initiation. Initiation is literally our choice point. It is literally the moment where we realize we have been in a pattern, we have been in a loop, we have been in this process of going through something over and over and over again and we say, I am so tired of this. I'm so tired of being in this mental loop, this emotional loop. I don't understand why I react the same way in the situation. I don't understand why I create these same relationships. And it's that moment where the clouds part and there is a path that is shown to us that can take us out of the loop. And in the moment that we choose to consciously go a different direction than what we've been doing. It doesn't mean that we know exactly what that path holds. It doesn't even mean that we know that that is the path to choose. It's just the moment of choice where we go, okay, I'm choosing out of this loop. I am going to do something different here. That is the moment of initiation because whatever that path is that we choose to walk is now going to unfold and open up so many other aspects of who we are that we will have to come into relationship with, right? That we will have to get to know because it's different. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Now, some people put themselves through initiation, through things like trauma. And I'm gonna say it in this way. We don't think we're choosing trauma, but we're choosing to improve ourselves. And so we go try to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. And we're pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, scaring the shit out of ourselves, basically. And going, this is initiation. This is what it looks like. And it can, but I don't feel like we have to do that in order to be initiated you know? Mm-hmm. And I said this yesterday because, um, <clears throat> in scripture, there is, um, conversation around that even through all of the things that we go through, that God has already prepared a way out. And I was like, this is genius, you know, because people have said, you know, trauma, the things that I've gone through in my life, that was all God, 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 let that happen so that it could teach me a lesson so they could teach me about myself. And I said, I disagree. I disagree that God is condoning trauma. I disagree that God is saying, well, this is for your own good. You know, that's how we think God is because that's how our parents talk to us. That isn't true. (laughs) You know, I think that what is so genius about God and about that essence, that is God, that intelligence that is God is that God is always preparing a way out. Of the trauma god is always preparing a way out of the cycle out of the loop out of the pattern that is wreaking havoc on our lives mm-hmm. and so going through an initiatory process is definitely going to take us into a deeper understanding of who and what god is and who and what we are mm-hmm. right so that can feel very jarring if we've been disembodied, if we've been outside of ourselves looping, and if we're looping in our life, we are not conscious in our body for sure. It's just automatic. You know, it's a subconscious reaction to life. So that for me is how I view initiation, which is really just taking me into deeper places within myself, taking me into a deeper space with God, but not to re-traumatize me and not to make my life harder or more complex, but literally to help me shed whatever it was that was binding me. Mm -hmm. And I should feel greater senses of freedom through my initiation. Mm -hmm. I should feel expansive through my initiation. I should feel more at ease through it. This isn't like being hazed, in college you know it's not that at all this is literally like a stepping out of false constructs a stepping out of ignorance which is simply just truly not having an awareness not having an understanding of things into greater awareness into deeper understanding and sure it could be challenging at times because it's going to cut against the grain of who we think we are right and things that we've used as identity markers and that can be challenging but ultimately initiation should be so expansive and so freeing and so um, liberating to us. Mm -hmm. So
0: Mm -hmm. choosing that invitation of wholeness, that's Mm -hmm. always there. It's literally Mm -hmm. always there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It really brings me like, like just these patterns and how we can get our, our identities can get literally wrapped in these patterns and when I've like begun this journey just reclaiming my relationship with God in a very clear way and like seeking for truth and clarity I had to re I re-understand my identity like who am I and realize like all the different layers of my identity the multi-dimensional parts of me my bodies and yeah it's not of course it's not been easy but it's been it has been liberating it has been freeing like that's been the expansive feeling I've had of course I have to like go through those periods where my nervous system is calm and I'm like able to process some big emotions, but yes. that's not necessarily like re-traumatizing myself. That's like allowing myself to complete the trauma loop and like allow it to clear.
1: Yes
0: there's such a difference there. Like one, one feels just so jarring and then the other feels like actually so like flowing and like yes. held. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, in the moment that you're processing it, it might feel uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there won't be a level of discomfort in some of these things as you choose out, because anytime we're choosing to walk away from consciously walking away from identities pieces of us that we've held on to for years and years and years and said this is how i respond this is how i act even though it was subconscious the moment that we say i'm not going to do that anymore there is a grieving process there is a there is an emotional process that we will likely go through in relinquishing that and in um reconciling within ourselves that that way of thinking or that way of doing a particular thing no longer serves us, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a whole cycle that we can go through around that emotionally, mentally, you know, well, I was silly for doing that. I don't know why I let myself do that. All of these things. And it's just like, there's no value in it but we do it anyway. You know, we do it as we're moving through these processes. So I'm glad you said that too, about the, the processing of the emotions and shutting down that loop and like dissolving it, discharging it out of our system and being like, okay, and now I'm moving on into this space in my life. Mm-hmm. And we just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. We just keep doing it over and over again because we do heal in layers, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Yeah, keeping that trust and the faith. Like you also re explained faith to me, and it's something I think I've always had. And I'm so blessed to have been connected to faith my whole life. Um, yeah. But on this journey, too, it's like when you're making that choice to walk away from these patterns, you're also faced with the potentiality that people who are attached to those patterns of you being in those patterns may fall away as well. But having the trust or faith that whoever is meant to be in your life will be there and uh, we'll be able to maybe walk along the path with you at their own time. Obviously it's all different timings, but yeah, it's, it's big. And I've been contemplating that and how it's pretty much like there's an issue with like the identity and codependency and sovereignty. And like, I've just been maybe the past two or three years, just like, that's been my affirmation or, or word in my brain is like sovereignty, sovereignty, sovereignty. Like I was just that was my intention and it's fa- it's forced me to face all the ways that I've been codependent codependent with my own patterns codependent with my locations and like people and like realizing that that's a big like codependency is not just like you and your partner or something like codependency is like your inner relationship to your everything like are you attached? what are you attaching to and like identifying with and like taking on as your identity that's inorganic to your identity basically yeah yeah sovereignty is like it's it's a path for the strong-willed I guess or like people with strong faith or it's a big choice but it's so rewarding and so fulfilling
1: yeah and like codependency I'm I'm so glad that you're bringing that up Bo and I just had a conversation about this recently um
0: who is her because, partner, everyone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, he went through um, recovery for alcohol and drug addiction a few years ago. And one of the things that comes up in that conversation of recovery is around codependence. And so um, I was listening to something that he recommended to me uh, a few weeks ago. I was listening to this video um, and I if I can remember what it's, uh, who the author is, I'll, I'll mention it here and you guys can check it out on YouTube. It's so good. It's from the eighties. It's, it's, it's old, but the information is really good. Um, talking about codependence. And it was the first time that I'd heard somebody say about codependence that it's, it is addiction is what it is. It's just addiction. Um, because people will think, well, I'm, I am learning how to pull myself out of addiction to substances. Um, so but, but also they have to address their addiction to relationships. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, because there were so many things that when people started to describe codependent behaviors and codependent attributes years ago, I would never have thought I have an addiction, you know? But I did. <laughs> I had an addiction, and um, oh my goodness, I've had to walk through a journey, and I didn't even have the language around it at the time. Walking through it of going, I'm actually recovering. I'm an I'm an addict who's in recovery, basically from these codependent relationships, and it's a conversation that Bo and I have often because he's done so much work around it himself and then understanding too, like there's some places where those, even the work kind of becomes a trap. So like pulling yourself out of that, you know, those <laughs> healing loops and, and then having bigger awareness around it. So it's been, it's a big conversation and I'm glad you've been talking about it and pointing it out um, in your um, information online and stuff that I've seen, because it's a major conversation. And I don't think that People largely realize um, their own addictions mm-hmm. in those spaces, and not only theirs, but their parents' addictions, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. those codependent tendencies are addictions that are played out with our parents mm-hmm. and other things. And it, the, your parents may have, you know, never touched alcohol or never had drugs, done drugs or done any of that stuff. But in their relationships, there could have been like heavy addiction in that space. And like, he really talks about the implications of that in our life. Mm -hmm. And so it was so powerful to listen to that information again recently, because he walks through a lot of the things that get attached to us through our codependence and shame-based identities that come up because of it. So Mm -hmm. it was really incredible. And I I noticed that you've been speaking on it too. And I'm like, this is a good conversation Mm -hmm. and um, it's well worth being aware of because, Mm -hmm there's a lot of misinformation around what codependence is yeah. a lot of misunderstanding. And then people are having conversations around sovereignty, you know, um, at the same time. And there's a lot of misunderstanding there too, you know, mm-hmm. and then people want to argue semantics and I'm like, well, we just really need to get down to the root of this thing here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there's a, there's always nuance. Yes, that's true. And, um, but then there's some very objective truth here that is this the thread that runs through it all. So mm-hmm. um, it's a good conversation and I'm glad you're having it.
0: Mm-hmm. I really trace it back to like, old um, traditions where like you'd be raised by your parents. And then at a certain point you'd have an initiation, like women were celebrated when they started bleeding or men were celebrated and initiated. And that for me, like that struck, when I was reflecting on my own codependency journey, I was like, yeah, like I, I didn't have that initiation and, and maybe it wouldn't have changed my, my, my situation now or what i what I've walked through, but I just realized like, yeah, until your um, pu- age in your puber in puberty, like you are basically codependent on your parents because you li- literally grew inside their bodies and were made from them. So there's a natural like window of codependency that's helps you thrive and grow. And then I think there's that point where it ends. And then in puberty, we just we're floundering. And then it's that age where you just want to be with all of your friends. And I think that's exactly where I I mean, maybe i developed it earlier, but that's where I remember in like a relational romantic sense. Like that's where I just jumped and put all that energy in that category. Cause I almost felt like this void that happened when I hit puberty and there wasn't, yeah, like we're not in tribes anymore. We're not in communities anymore as much. And so just really like reflecting on that and like, just that sovereignty piece and how sovereignty used to be, it used to be very, very like supported and talked about. And like, it's mm-hmm. just not, I do not hear that conversation often <laughs> these days well, about
1: sovereignty. It's interesting that you're bringing that example up too because it's making me think the beauty of the dance between that place of sovereignty and like being um, self-aware and stepping into a place of, of responsibility for oneself, right? while also staying connected to the community Mm -hmm. and how powerful that is for the community at large. And, you know, as a parent, I can say, you know, when my kids were born, um, I was at the time in relationships that were so dysregulated. I mean, they were just all over the place. Trauma, 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 trauma bonding 101. That was me to a T. And so what happened as a result of that was I created a codependent relationship with my children because it was a place of relief. It was a place of like connection where I couldn't get in any other places. Now, what that did on the other end, which I have had to work through and my kids have had to work through is it caused them they caused their growth to be stunted Mm. because they were connected and um conjoined in that way of like having to be with mom you know um and my youngest daughter is um an adult and she is actually going through her own process of peeling back that stuff and she and i are actually having some really difficult conversations right now and acknowledgements around where codependence was literally the bond that held us and undoing that so that she can go be who she is here to be fully, you know, and, and not feeling responsible for me at all. And I'm not feeling responsible for her at all. And there was just a bunch of tangled stuff. So watching the the video again, and then having the conversations that Bo and I have continued to have, it brings a lot of stuff up. And it's just like, I want for people and and of course the people in my life and for me to be able to experience that place of like self-awareness that place of responsibility for self and like also um authority over Mm -hmm. ourselves um while also being able to be in relationship that's healthy and that's not dependent on the other right um that's connected but not like i need you for my survival Mm -hmm. you know not that at all Mm -hmm. so it's such a, it's such a beautiful dance because we are wired for connection. We are wired for community. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the example that you gave because it really just brings stuff home for me of that, you know, that sovereignty within community and like how powerful it is. You don't have to abandon one to have the other, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you, you can't. You can't, because if you become hyper-dependent, right, and you uh, abandon the connection in the community, then, you know, you're also acting out a trauma response, you know, and it's just another version of something that's distorted, basically, Mm -hmm. so... Mm-hmm. yeah that's really powerful
0: mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that about your you and your daughter yeah it seems like uh maybe in alignment with alignment with the nervous system healing too because mm-hmm. it's like codependency is like depending on each other to regulate and to like
1: yes feel sane
0: and then to survive yeah. yeah
1: to survive yeah totally
0: yeah, totally crazy. yeah. And my own experience is like, uh, in people pleasing, it's like when there's a dysregulated nervous system, I just like allow my whole system to try and, and, help right. with that or attune to that or vice versa. I've had, that's a thing with me too. It's, it's so interesting how it all comes back to the nervous system, really. <laughs> like, not like it's like the only thing, but it really is at the core of a lot. It um, is. Yeah. It's really,
1: really it's, cool. it's at the core of us. It is at the core of everything. So no, truly it is one of those systems that, well, it runs everything also in our body. So yeah, when it's in a constant state of conflict or stress or, you know, um, dysregulation, then the systems in our body begin to break down, Mm -hmm. you know? So then it, it literally impacts our ability to thrive, Mm -hmm. you know, in our life. So it is at the core of everything. It's like, I was, my sister and I were talking about this recently and she's also on a journey with all of this information. We get to have really cool conversations. And she said, boy, it really does, um, shed light on the saying, um, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so true because the mother in the home, you know, is always such a rudder for how things are gonna move and be in the home. And if that nervous system is dysregulated, everybody feels it in the space, you know? Everybody's like, oh my God, <laughs> she's in a, she's in a mood, you know what I mean? But it's also like, um, when that um, fulcrum of the family, when that center point of the family, is in a grounded and regulated state it really does bring a level of peace and calm to the whole space Mm -hmm. and um it's it it's so powerful in that exchange you know and when we can each take responsibility for that within ourselves and Mm -hmm. not use someone else to provide that for us like you saying you know whenever other people were dysregulated and they were all over the place you would take it upon yourself to go like Make sure everybody was calm and I've worked with plenty of people through the work that I do women, especially who would tell me like, once everyone else is taken care of, then I can calm down. Mm -hmm. And so again, it was always external. It was always outside of me. Why? Because them being all over the place was triggering their own nervous system. And it was like, I can't find peace. If y'all are acting crazy, I can't find peace within myself. And I just need some peace. So let me go handle all of your issues. Let me go handle all of your fires and put those out for you so that I can calm down and I can take some time to rest. Mm -hmm. And it's really reversed. You know, it's gotta be the other way around where we're really focusing on ourselves and doing our own healing work Mm -hmm. and not taking other people's things on and not taking responsibility. And I work with a lot of women who are mothers and I can tell you that is so difficult for them to literally let their children make choices for themselves and not think that they got to take it on Mm -hmm. and not make it theirs. Mm So that's a whole nother journey. Mm-hmm. A
0: whole nother conversation. A <laughs> whole mother conversation. I know I'm checking the time right now. I'm so passionate about the mother conversation. <laughs> like, Oh my goodness, the womb and the center mm. point of the, the family unit and how, yeah, like that is the regulated nervous system right there. It's the original nervous system. Cause we were born in that womb or from oh. that womb. Yeah, yes.
1: I just I heard someone say recently, I was watching a live video. And again, I, I'm, I'm such a newbie to nervous system education. So I'm just soaking it all in. But mm-hmm. she said something to in this one little moment. And I was like, Oh, my God, if that's true, that means blah, blah, blah. But she was just saying like, she works with children specifically, mm-hmm. and, and helping them do things to learn how to start being conscious of their systems and, and regulating themselves. And she said, you know, infants, uh, babies are not born with a, um, fully, um, developed nervous system and that they take on the nervous system of their parents. And I was like, well, goodness gracious, that explains everything in my life right there. You just explained it all. And so then Bo and I were talking about this last night and I said, well, here's the thing. My mother took on her mother's nervous system and her mother's nervous system. and I... So this is literally what we're calling generational trauma. This is literally what we're calling the spiritual community calls miasma. If you guys have ever heard that word or ever read that word on some website that had crazy definitions of crazy spiritual terms, what we're actually talking about is we're actually talking about, this is how the generational trauma happens. Mm -hmm. It happens through the reptilian brain and through that system that is designed for survival. Right. And so if my mother took on her mother's nervous system because her nervous system wasn't regulated, then once she or wasn't developed, then once she began to develop her own system, it was already Mm pre-programmed with all the things. So then she had experiences in her life to solidify those things and let her mind prove that they were true. Right. That's what our mind does. Mm -hmm. And so then I took on all the, I was just like, oh my gosh. So truly when we go in and start consciously healing our nervous system, we are truly clearing ancestral trauma because it's in us. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like I'm clearing this for you, great grandma. It's like, <laughs> no, it's in me. What, what was going on with her is in me right now, you know? And so I got to clear it here. And that's what clears it out through every branch of my system that produces all of these other trajectories in my life. Mm-hmm. It's big. I, I, and, yeah. and that was what's so awesome to me about it too. Is was like that little bit of understanding was like, oh my gosh, this is what they talk about in the spiritual communities all the time, you know, generational trauma, (laughs) my asthma this and that it's like it's our nervous system yeah we gotta heal it
0: (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know really amazing tangible and practical it's not some like mysterious like I gotta go on this epic quest to go down the, (laughs) you know all these like past life regressions and all this stuff it's like no this is in your body right here right now everything is here
1: (laughs) everything is here right now and as we begin to heal it and bring awareness to it and bring love Love bringing love to it yeah. is going to unwind all of that pain and all of that trauma. I'm a big believer in that, so
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, well, let's just end it here. That juicy statement everything is love, <laughs>
1: bring it back to love.
0: Yeah, yes. that's that's really what it comes down to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Uh, I've had so much fun with you today, jo- jo- Jody. I Likewise, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I have had so much fun. Thank you yeah. so much for inviting me here. Mm-hmm. So
0: and we've covered a lot of topics. So I'm really stoked to, to even just listen back because we went we went <laughs> deep and it was wonderful. <laughs> I wanted to let you have the space to share how people can find you and to maybe share about your podcast too because it's epic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram ha- handle is jody.claire and, um, my page is public, so it should be easy to find. Um, you can hang out with me there. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, uh, Bo and I along with our friend Danica, we started a podcast called the quantum shit show, um, because of these things that we're sharing here and how things have been become so convoluted in the spiritual, you know, communities and realm and, and become so complicated. And we are just trying to bring simplicity back to these things and awareness and understanding. So yeah, we have a quantum shit show page as well. You can find that on Instagram as well. Um, we do offer some private work and some things like that, which is all in my bio and stuff on Instagram or my link tree there. You can check that out. And I'd love to hear from you. Um, You can message me on Instagram and just kind of share your thoughts or feelings about even this conversation. I'd I'd love to connect with you there. So thank you so much, Haley. Thanks, Judy.